is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. And this one, a special one, first time all year long, at least in this season, that we've been able to talk about a game right after it's been done. And that is the Panthers' first preseason game against the Colts. Now, I know Jeff had a had a fun time watching it because he got to root for the Panthers and root against the Colts. I mean, it was just awesome for me to see us on the field again. And I, I can't think of a better way to start than wearing the blues, the blues and the white pants. I, that's my favorite combination. Every time I see it, it just breathes new life into the organization for me. Bro, one of the best combinations we have right now. I I, I love it. We, the team looked crisp. The second team showed me a lot of things. I won't lie. The second team offense and defense showed me a lot of good things. I felt good about some of our depth at certain positions. I, I'd agree with you. I think um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think defensive side of the ball, we saw some some pretty impressive stuff. Um, and, and we talked about a little before we got recording, though. Um, Steve Smith, my boy, brings it on the <laughs> – I'm sorry. I mean, I want. I, I want to hear. I don't want. Like, I want the radio broadcast. If you're doing it right, or even the regular broadcast, I need it to be Steve Smith and Greg Olson. That's. I don't care about your Fox deals or whatever NFL Network. I need you two to do the color commentary and the play-by-play. If I had my way, it'd be Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg commenting every sporting event for the rest of eternity. Bro, well, he, I'm telling you, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Oh, not at he, all. He, not he, at he all. let it fly, and, and and I mean, he was honest, and and you know, it's cool. It, it's a good way to. I mean, you know. There, there was not a whole lot of political correctness in him. He was kind of like, and, and I was worried about that. I was worried as soon as they get announced he had the gig, I'm like, okay, what type of Steve Smith are we going to get? Are we going to get the, you know, the company man, Steve Smith, or are we going to get Steve Smith? Are we going to get right. the guy that was punching Ken Lucas in the nose? Like, are we get, and we got exactly, and you know, he, he was, I'll give him this. He was very nice about it. I could, I, I've seen him. I've seen his work on TV. He, it can get, it can get worse. So he I treated he it like very, he I say he treated it like he did those, like those, you know, uh, talking to the rookie videos he did last year, you know, where he was having those one-on-ones. Like he would batter him a little bit, and you know, he would he would poke at him a little bit, but he would still keep it all, you know, civil. I mean, if I had, if I had my way, we go another step further. You mean Luke Keekley and D'Angelo Williams just have D'Angelo just crap on the organization, and Luke be like, no, that's not, don't do that. <laughs> that would be my I, best thing to hear. I will say this though, I think that like you know, you mentioned Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. I feel like like the like. PG-13 rated R commentary is going to start becoming a thing. At some, at some point, they're going to offer a package where you can listen to you can listen to games and get full co- color commentary. It's uncut. I mean, don't take this the wrong way because I am a sports fan, but honest to God, I, the Olympics bore me. They really do. Like, I can watch about 10 minutes of them and then I the rest of it. And so to see that, just to, I mean, like, to still get to watch it, and it doesn't invalidate what they're doing. It's just like poking some fun at it, you know? And they were like hyping him up too. Like it was just funny to hear. I think they was talking about one of them like was the uh, – one of them was doing the high jump or like the uh, the pole vault. Yeah. And then he was like, he cleared – he can clear you, Kev. He can almost clear me, like talking about how he could jump over Kevin Hart. And it's just like it was fun to watch. And it, it brought – I don't know, brought something new to it. And I could see that being utilized in certain ways, maybe with more like, you know, social media or like – TikTok or something like that. I just, I don't know. I liked it. But getting back to the matter at hand, I mean, talking about some of the things, well, the first off, the most obvious thing is PJ or Philip or whatever he wants to go by. It's, it's, it's like Philly Brown all over again. Is it Philly or Corey? Is it PJ or Philip? Like broadcasters need to just do one. Um, as far as, I mean, like I got what I expected from him. I, I really did because it was, I mean, it was a step up from what we saw in the regular season last year, but it was a step up in both directions. If that makes sense. Like he had like the plays where he was playing really well were, were really good. I mean that, that third and or third and goal, second goal, whichever it was 
and the scramble to get it to tremble. I mean, that looked like Cam. That scramble looked like Cam in the pocket, and the scramble to get it to Terrace also kind of looked like Cam. I mean, he was throwing it on the run before he passed the line of scrimmage, but then there was a couple. There was a couple of missed opportunities there, and a couple of throws he definitely should have made that made me go, "Oh yeah, this is PJ, not you know anybody else." Well, I listen. I was. I, I'll put it to you like this: I watched part of the Bears game the day before, and we saw Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there going, "Oh my gracious! Oh my gracious! Oh my gracious!" <laughs> you know, "Oh my gracious!" We took JC when we should have taken Justin Fields. I didn't feel as bad after watching the game. And, and what I mean by that is, listen, PJ, he impressed me more than I thought he would. And, and what I liked about him was he was decisive on his throws. There were a couple. I get it. But that one, too, is it Terrace? Is, it, is that his name then? Yeah. You're talking about the 60-yard pass, I think? The, the, where he was rolling and kind of threw it and hit him in stride and it was down the sideline kind yeah. of? Terrace Marshall, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, or the one to Shy Smith. Um, yeah. You know, I, listen, he made some good throws. And I, I'm, I, I don't know how to put this without kind of um, – is he the best quarterback on the roster right now? And, and what I mean by that is I, I wish, and we talked about it a little before we got going here, I wish they would have played the, the starters. And I get it. It's 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 three games, but there are teams like the Bucks or the Titans or the other teams that listen, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. That offense doesn't need to be out there that much. But with Sam Darnold and and Shy and, and and trying to learn the new offense, give them two series. Let me see what you got. Because right now. We don't know what Sam Darnold brings to the table. We really we don't. don't. And what I saw yet, and here's the deal. I saw a quarterback, and I'm going to be honest, and this is what, what didn't impress me was the offensive line. They they did not play good. And when you have third and two, you go from third I and mean, two. I mean, Christensen had his moments. Third and seven. He did have his moments. You had three false starts in a row. That, that killed me. Yeah, yeah, that was. You, you can't have that. And I just didn't think the offensive line, they didn't. So to play the way he played behind that offensive line, and he had some help, you know, with the running backs and stuff, I thought he played well. I, I was impressed with him. And if he sure. went into the season and all of a sudden, you know, Darnold doesn't live up to something, I don't feel as bad right now about not having Justin Fields, if that makes sense. With, with P.J. Walker, I'll say this. I think narrative – is what's separating PJ from getting a, a legit shot. The narrative that you traded for a guy that, that was drafted in, drafted in the top two of his, of his draft class, uh, didn't have great coaching in, in, in New York, but we believe in his talent level. The narrative is what's probably keeping PJ from getting a legit shot. No, I do. I think PJ's better than Sam Darnold. I don't, th- in a vacuum, I don't think so. I think right now, because he's had a year in this offense, I think you're, you're looking at a guy that's more decisive. And even when Teddy played last year, the difference between PJ and Teddy that, that we that we all said is that he's decisive. When he's yep. when he wants to take a shot, he's gonna take it. And you saw it, you saw it with Terry, you saw it with the play with Terrence Marshall, the play with Shot Smith, and even the touchdown pass to Tommy Trumbull. When he's gonna let it go, he'll let it go. He'll let but, it go. His arm- but I mean that could also be to a fault because we saw there was a like there was one where Terrace I think he was hitting that corner out he could have been wide open in the end zone he would have had that touchdown and there's even one I think it was Brandon Zilstra on on a third down that we needed to convert and he either did not either didn't see it or didn't look at all of his reads like it can almost be a fault if you don't like make your reads like I know we hated it with with Teddy where all he was doing was making his checkdowns and that's all and I we did see a little bit of that again and I was upset with that the, what was it the first 
think the first uh, the first like drive or so there was that little check down pass out to the flats again i was like oh here we go again but i mean no it's like you're right i mean pj like he has that ability to pull the trigger i think sometimes there still needs to be a little bit more of a cognitive dissonance there to go okay wait like i know and i mean that could also play to the line hey. like we've also we made that you know we made that rationale with with teddy in the line um it was just i mean I, it was flashes. It was. I mean, it made me feel better about him as a backup. Absolutely, it absolutely made me feel back, better as a backup. You're right about the narrative, though. If I heard one more time during that game that you know this is his revenge game, he was cut by the Colts and then re-signed by the Colts and then cut by the I, like I don't need to hear that. And I like it's like it's almost like Kenny. The problem with these XFL guys is going to be the story of how they got into the league is going to become more important than their actual performance, and it's going to be looked on more. Than their actual performance, where it's good. Oh, it's okay. I, okay, but 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 you know, here's, here's the thing about PJ though. Those things that you, that we're talking about, those are, those are the same questions we have about Sam, and they've invested enough in the Sam to where they want to. Where that, what Matt Rule at this point is willing to put his job on the line for Sam Darnold to say like, hey, this guy, can, he believes this guy can get it done. But when you make him a starter, you uh, you you you, you take you take on his fifth year option. You you've accepted the fact that this guy is, can can possibly be a guy that carries in, into the future, and we don't we still have. A lot of the same questions about Sam. We don't know about Sam's decision making because through three years, we didn't see enough to make to make us believe that you know, oh, he could get it done. And you know, I, I, I made this point on Twitter a few days ago about Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, people forget Ryan Tannehill was still a decent quarterback in Miami. Right. You know, while Gage was awful, Ryan Tannehill still got that team to the playoffs at least once, and yep. he still had that team competing in the AFC East. Sam, we haven't seen any type of level of confidence, and we and we're just we're really just hoping we're projecting that. Maybe what Gates did was what hurt Donald, but we have a lot, we have a lot of the same questions that we have about PJ. I think those things can be worked out through more playing time and just more reps. Those those are things that you get through more reps. And the same issues we have with Donald, but you know, again, do you want to have those issues with the start with the guy you you want to put in as your starter? Which you know, you, and you should have like you know, listen, if you knew the Colts were going to play their second or third string, okay, get him in there at least, let him get some throws and get some confidence in him. And let him get, you know, you know, you're, I mean, I guess he'll play game two or game three, but you got to give him some, that's what I mean, no, they will talk about, I mean, there's, there's inklings of them not playing till game three. Really? And that's what I can't, I can't fathom that when at least, and that might just, now that might just be Sam. I don't know about the whole starters, but there was, from what I was hearing and what I'd seen on Twitter, there was inklings of him not starting, not playing till week three, Um, which I, I don't get either because, like that's the whole point of the preseason is to get them right. Because also with PJ, I mean, let's face facts. If those lineups stayed the way they were for both teams, we win that game. Like they, the what we can go walk away from is the fact that Will Greer cannot be an NFL quarterback. It was, let me have my let me have my two seconds here. <laughs> he should not even be on any. He shouldn't be on a flag football roster. He shouldn't be like. I mean, and here's the just, at this point, I would take Nash Greer over him as a quarterback. <laughs> Think about this though. Um, I mean, you got Darnold and you got you know um, PJ. Every team pretty much has a third, somewhat solid, you know, backup. Backup. You got nothing. He. I. I, I don't. I, I. don't even. I. 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 I, I can't even talk. I, I. just. He. Watching him, I'm sitting there going. I. How, I. I. Just, I couldn't do it. 
It looked. I mean, it didn't look like he had played football in a year and a half. Like, I mean, and what? I mean, I guess, but like, it looked like he didn't even practice. Like, it looked like he forgot how to play football. Like, when he, the way he was running around, like, it looked slow, stiff. Like, it looked like he was hurt. Honestly, God, like he was hurt. Horrible thought. He was laughing. He was joking around. It was like, dude, what are you? What are you doing? Man, I told you. I, I said this after I saw him at practice. I was like. He already had it. He can't. Shanti's new right off the bat. He can't cut it, bro. I'm watching him. It doesn't have any type of control. I, I I don't understand how a guy at this point who's been in the league, you know, this many years, how he has no control over this offense. The one thing I like about PJ and the reason why I like PJ, like PJ could, I, I know I know it's probably a, a, there's a ceiling on what PJ can do. It's why which is why he is a much better backup than he is a starter. But he's got control. I watch him. He seems controlled when he's in the game. I don't. I look at Will Green. I'm like, you know, the one that I, I don't expect this from Sam because Sam just got here. But Jesus Christ, why do you not look like you have any control? Of like, offense? was was the entirety of the Big Twelve? Yeah, Big Twelve, Big Ten, whichever one they were in. I can't remember. Was it just all a crapshoot when you were in? I mean, he, when he was in college, he was lighting he people up like a guy. I thought he he looked like a legit guy in college. I really. I mean, where was that? Remember that game when he put up what was like five, six touchdowns against? I, I, I remember. What, what, what game, what, it was a game against Texas, I think. He I was going to say, it was one of the, was it, I don't know yeah. if it was AM or Texas Tech or Texas. He, he put up like five touchdowns. I'm like, where is that guy when we're getting this? I mean, we spent a third round draft pick on you and you've given us nothing, nothing in the slightest. And it was, yeah. it was just, and speaking on draft picks, I think the, 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 the good thing though, especially offensive wise, I mean, offensive rookies, they, you know, I mean, they made their, they made their mark and they look good. I mean, I love seeing for, you know, it started out really well. I love seeing Joe Brady coming out the bat with a whether it was a check or not. It was a tight end route. It was a tight end out route, and I liked seeing that. And of course, that tremble pass we learned now was not supposed to go to him. That was just P- and that's another thing with PJ. I mean, he just threw that one in the dark, and thank yeah. goodness tremble was there. But I'm like, I like to see that he's running routes and not just yeah. a blocking tight end because that was our big question about tremble was, oh, we've heard he's a blocking tight end. What are we going to use him for? Like, is he just going to be there as a glorified, you know, extra tackle, or is he actually going to get out into the second level? I like seeing that. I mean, I've heard at least Rule, you know, has Rule has praised um, Christensen there on the right side, and it seemed to stick there, you know, for the parts that he was playing. And I don't know how it's going to gel with the rest of the line. The offensive depth does concern me. Um, and then looking with Chuba too. I mean, we that's we knew that's what he was going to do. That, that was a perfect Chuba Hubbard play to, you know, break down in that third and in, in that scrum and then pop it off for 50 uh-huh. yards. I mean, that's what, that's what we knew he was getting out of college. He can't, you know, we don't know about his, you know, horizontal moves, but we know if he keeps his legs moving, he's gone. So I like I, it as a backup. I read it. I read a stat today that said over, I think, I think Chuba had over 3,700 yards rushing in his career at Oklahoma state over 2000 of them came out, came after contact. So he's a great, so, that type of that type of that type of style running to compliment uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and I think now I will say this: it like he may have tripped up a little bit along along that run. Cause I did, I thought now they, they clamored about his speed. A little disappointed that you got that you got hauled down. Won't lie, but still, all in all, a great. Run. I think that's that rookie. So. Yeah, I think that's a rookie mentality where he should not have been looking behind him at all. He looked started looking behind him way too early because I noticed that too. He's like he started going to stiff arm. I'm like, dude, you could like keep like book it, just keep running. Right. What? You had what the loved, angle. Yeah. What I loved about him was I think he ran with confidence. Yep. He um, on that play, yeah, he kept his feet moving, which you tell all these young kids to do: just keep your feet moving. And then he popped. I mean, out, talk about a off. debut for him. Yeah. Well, right. And you know, and yeah, I, I, 
the fact he got caught, and I think Steve Smith gave him a hard time about getting caught. Um, but listen, I, you ran with confidence. You you knew the system. It's not like I didn't see a play where I don't think he knew exactly what he was doing, where he was supposed to be. Um, and overall, like I said, for the rookies, the ones that played, you, you know, I, you, I mean, look, Shy Smith made that catch. And I'm like, that's, that was it. That was the perennial Shy Smith catch. He's done that catch. He's made that catch 50, 60 times at South Carolina. And that exact same route. I know. Like, did they take that from us? He's gotten Vanderbilt on it. He got Michigan on it. He got Florida on it. Like, dog, if you give him one on one on the outside like that, he's going to get there. And so, oh man, I was I I was ecstatic when he made that catch, bro. I think that was the cool part was the way the rookies played. I I think a lot of them played with confidence. A lot of them played with, um, um, you know, it was a little weird though how uh, Matt Rule and and, well, two things about talk radio, which you guys would have loved to have been here today because uh, one radio station they were talking about PJ, and they said you can see the exact difference between teams with capable backups and we got PJ. And I'm sitting there going, did y'all watch the same game I watched? And they were talking about like. You know, they were talking about like, you know, teams that will have these, you know, like if, 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 you know, if Andy starts, then it's, you know, it's Justin. If Justin starts, it's Andy Dalton. I'm like, you mean to tell me you're going to take Andy Dalton? I mean, he was 10 for 21 for 161 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's pretty average quarterbacks. That's the completion, you know, percentage isn't great, but 161 yards and a touchdown, that'll, that'll get it done every day of the week. And then Matt Rule playing some of the guys and not playing some like Gross Bator got in, I guess. Yeah, like, so was, yeah. some of the like it was kind of a funky deal of like well, but so what? I was, out. Yeah. Well, so what I was saying, I was gonna say was it was on the defensive side, our offensive side, it was all rookies. Get them in, get what they need to do. I was happy with that. Defensively, clearly we didn't see that, you know. But what we did get to see, and what I did like was, I, he was giving the guys that didn't get that preseason last year the chance to get the first step. You talk about your tour. Kenny had some chance, you know, had some shots in there. Kenny was running in Sam Franklin. Like they, it was getting to see those guys. Like, I mean, I, mean, I know Taylor was in, uh, Stanley was in, you know, we were getting to see these guys that didn't get a preseason last year to look to see what our, cause we know what the, I mean, the fact of the matter is as far as rookies go, and I'm thinking, you know, with, with, with JC and other than, I mean, Keith Taylor and then, um, oh, what's there? Are those the only two defensive rookies this year? Thanks. Sure. Davion Nixon. Oh, and then Dave Anderson. I mean, you know what you're getting from them for the most part. Like, you know who, what their skill, especially for JC. I, I think that's why we didn't really need to play him. I mean, it shows that like he, they're not looking at them as rookies; they're looking at them as starters. And you know, you go okay. And I think that's a bit of a confidence play to go. Look, we don't need to put you in with the rookies. You don't need to get your start. You're ready for this. Yeah, be ready Absolutely. for it. Like, be ready for it. You're going in there, and we're not worried about you. We're worried about the depth behind you in case something happens to you. We're worried about Keith Taylor. We're worried about Stanley Thomas Olivier. We're worried about, you know, we'll have Hassan, and everybody will come in when they need to. But we yeah. need, like, and Yatur, and I think it was, um, was it Marquise Haynes? Is he still? I, I think it was. Yeah, it was Marquise Haynes. Yeah. Yeah. They were, I mean, that those are your rotational pieces. Those are your, all right. Somebody those needs to Those two guys ball now. I mean, Haynes. Haynes got a strip stack and recovery, like an extra 15 yards down. I mean, and, and Yatur was getting some, you know, bodies on the quarterback and that's what you love to see. And that's what, I mean, I know we know what we're getting from Phil Snow and that defense. It's the offense is what we're looking at. I'm telling you, Phil Snow is probably, he's been the most impressive coach throughout uh, out of the three. I've been the most impressed with him and how he's adjusted as weeks have gone by. Now, Kenny Robinson, I was very excited to see him play. 
He popped off the screen. You can tell he's a guy that knows how to get around the football. Now, I want him at free safety. If he can establish himself as the free safety, move Chin to strong where he should be. I'm not I'm not really understanding the Jeremy Chin at free safety deal. Because it, no, takes, it, it takes away everything he did well last year, which is be around the football. I mean, I, it takes him out. It takes him out of the run game. It takes him out of a lot of things. I, I, and I don't think, honestly, I think if we it, it, throughout the course of a year, I think Kenny Robinson has a more of an upside in coverage than Jeremy Chan. Like I like Jeremy Chan being able to cover, but that's not what I really want him to do. Twenty four seven. That's not his skill set. Exactly. Not, it's like it's like putting McCaffrey. I mean, like it's. It'd be like having Derrick Henry run, you know, out routes. Like you're not gonna do that. You put Derrick up the middle. Like he could probably do it and probably be okay with it if it was like a. But you don't do that. Like, and then you're right. You don't want Jeremy Chin, unfortunately, to be your last line of defense. You want him charging in the trenches to take heads out because that's what he does. Another guy who I didn't even know who he was, but I liked seeing him, and it made me feel a little bit better about the safety position as far as depth goes. Sean Chandler. Who the hell are you? Where, where did you come from? But he I mean, has a nice run fix. That's what really I'm saying. Nice and that's what I want to see from – because, like, we know Jeremy can do it, but he can't do it every play. We can't – because then they're just going to go, okay, hey, 21's coming in, block him. Like, you cannot send him every time. So we need some other guys to fire in. I mean, even even Sam Franklin had a, had a tackle on the backfield. And that made me feel better a little bit about – now, on the opposite side of it, I do not feel any better about our backup cornerbacks in coverage because, I mean, my God, some of those passes, they were they were five, six yards open. Like some of those mid – it was those – and it's the same mid-level to upper mid-level that we have always never been able, to, been able to cover. And I don't understand why we're not putting – like stapling their feet into those spots on the field because that it was the same – It's you know, it's those little – in, in the hash marks from hash marks to sidelines or hash marks to logo that we always give up. And I don't know if it's a linebacker thing or a cornerback thing, but in my mind, the guys that were up there that were playing cornerback throughout the day did well, not yeah, vote, very, very vote a lot of confidence in me. On a couple of those routes, though, they were rub routes. There were a couple of times that there were rub routes where they just got picked. Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, and I'm I'm talking, you know, flat out pick. So I get it. Let me go back to something though that real quick that uh, Shanti was talking about. Um, you know what I saw yesterday though that was so impressive. Um, really on both sides of the ball per se, but more on the defense is they're starting to build a culture. Phil Snow is getting. Do you know what I'm getting at? They played. Yeah. With, they played with speed. They played with toughness. They got after people. Um, and so for me, seeing these guys, these you know second, third-year guys, rookies and stuff like that, play the way they did on the defensive side of the ball with somewhat of an attitude um, mm-hmm. to be a preseason game. I mean, it was like, hey, we're going to walk in week one, and I, I see where that's starting to go with the defense. Um, the offense, like I said, I, we didn't see a whole lot because, you know, not a lot of starters. But even with who we saw on the defensive side, I agree with you. Phil Snow is doing something special with that, well, with that team, and, and, and I and think it was cool. And that will well that was, you know, the biggest question we'd always had, you know, with this team, especially in free agency draft, was what in the world is this direction going? What are we trying to do? And I honestly think I think Matt Rule and, and Phil Snow had a bit of a part to play this because, you know, it wasn't it was, you know, the when Matt Rule had his first draft around, you know, it wasn't the current GM. So I don't know if he the current GM was thinking that much ahead or if it was a Tepper move. But what we're almost doing with our we we've established an identity on defense and fought it. You can see it in the guys we've picked up and the guys we've signed. Redick, Perriman, Jeremy Chin, 
uh, you know, I mean, when we have JC Horn, it's this smaller, faster, more versatile guys. It's almost like a small ball lineup in basketball. We're getting guys that are going to hit you and hit you hard. They might not be the tallest guys or the biggest guys in terms of linebacker and Perriman or Reddick, or, you know, maybe in the front where we still have guys like Brown and Jones, but they're going to come at you fast and we're going to, you're not going to know what direction it's coming from. And I think that has been the best. And that it, it makes Phil Snow's job super easy because all he's got to do is, is pick and point and flick and go, all right, you go there, you go there, you go there. And offense, we're still trying to figure out what it is, who it is we're trying to be. Are we trying to be this run first team? You know, are we trying to be this dynamic, you know, reverses and out routes and this, what we had in 2016, which I don't think we can be anymore, unfortunately, or are we trying to be a downfield pocket pass and bombing? Like we, that offensive identity is still all up in the air. And you can see when you got, when in the same draft, you get guys like Terrace Marshall and then also get Shai Smith and then Chuba, or like, you know, and Tommy, like you don't, it's, it's interesting, interesting to see. And I think like we look back at it now and getting that seven all defensive draft picks really helped you go. Okay. This is our, because before that, you know, before that draft, we were not that defense. We were getting up there in age. We were relying on, you know, smarts and strategy to get the job done and lacking in the blitz and lacking in the actual hitting aspect with that seven picks, you flip the entire script of your defense and sure they're not going to make an impact, but when you're able to get your and Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown, and I mean, Derek Brown, as big as he is, my God, he is still a faster guy in that position. It's crazy to see, but I think that's what you're doing here with this defense. And that's what I'm, and, and I think you're starting, we started, we saw it start to gel at the end of last year, whereas the offense, we don't know what's going on. And unfortunately, I think that's been that's what has been curtailing Brady because again we saw it yesterday. Some of these cop out plays, some of these third and third and sevens, and you're throwing it to the flats. Like it's it's something where Brady I, he wants to run a certain offense, but has not gotten the pieces to run that offense. And his thing though, like if we look at each side of the ball, our offense is ten times more talent, just talent wise, except for the offensive line. Talent-wise on the offense, this is one of the best groups you're gonna you're gonna have if you're Joe Brady. Like if you go get a head coaching job somewhere, you're not gonna have a DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall, Shaw Smith. You won't have all of these type type of guys to, to work with. He and like you said, I think he's a young coach trying to figure out his identity as a play caller. Because I'm not a I'm not fully aware of what he did at LSU as far as play calling. I know he was I know he was the passing game coordinator. That did not tell me that who was calling the plays at LSU because I don't believe it was him. And I think I could tell that this all I like I, I, I like you like you said, like what what are we trying to go for here? Are we trying to be like I say a reverse gadget type of offense, or are we trying to be like you said, a pocket passing, launch it downfield type, type of offense? You have the weaponry to do really just whatever you want, but you have to come to a consensus of what are we trying to do week in and week out. You have to have had to have had have an identity because the good the great teams. Know what they're gonna do each and every week. Tennessee, they go in, they go into every game. Okay, we're gonna run the ball 25 times a game. We know that. Now we may have a game where Tannehill may may throw 30 plus times in a game, but we know for a fact that Derrick Henry's gonna touch the rock 20 times, 20 times per game. We don't really know what that identity is just yet. And I'll take it a step further. I mean, you look at teams like the Redskins, the Bills, even the Buccaneers for a little bit. You can like have a good amount of that talent already there. 
But if you're missing one, and, and then once you figure out your system, then you can get guys that will fit that system. You get your Antonio Brown, you get your, you know, Stephon Diggs, you get, you know, someone like that. Now you know what your system is. You've gotten a guy to work for that system. Then the pieces start falling into place. And that's when, so like, if you don't know your system you're trying to run, you're just like picking, you're just taking best available, picking whoever you can. It doesn't, you know, invalidate their talent as, as athletes. No. But if it's not gelling together, like, and you can, even with the Titans too, I mean, they had pretty much almost other than AJ Brown about the same near talent, you know, and then they figured out, you know, offensively what, it, who there is they're trying to be outside of the run. Then you get that going. So if you don't, and that's, I think what's holding the offense back. And I think it's what is going to hold our team back from being one of the top scoring offenses in the NFL is because at the time, like we don't know what that system is. And you talk about it back from 2015 to 2016 or even 2016 to 2017, pretty much same talent. You didn't really add that much. You had McCaffrey, but look at the coaching mindsets of who you wanted to be in 2017. People don't like people forget how insanely dynamic our offense was before Cam went down in that Steelers game. I mean, there was, you could not stop that offense and the different eight, you know, 80 different things they could do. Yeah. Like it was, and you had the same guys from 17 to 16, but you figure then that's when we brought in. Um, I always forget his name. To my North China. Thank you. I always forget his name. You bring in Turner and it just flips everything around. You know, he has an idea of what he wants his mindset to do. And that's what the great coaches do. They either put the talent into a system or they put the system into the talent. Like they do one of the and, other. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Jeff go next, but that's what you notice with older coaches. Phil Snow's an older guy. He's been around the game a long time. He knows what he wants out of his group. He gets that, and, and he, started, he started to get it last year, and you're starting to see it play a part in, in early into the preseason. Joe Brady is still – Joe Brady's like, what, 33? He, he is, he's a baby in, the, in this coaching game. You talk, you talk about guys that have been in this game 30, 40 years that figured that figured out what they want to do. Norv Turner, the, the, reason, the reason why Norv came in and did what he did, because Norv has run a system – since San Diego, I mean, throughout throughout the nineties and all the way to current day, he knows what he wants. And Joe's got to just he's got to figure that out. I mean, it's, it's very early in the process. And that's what still. that's what make guys like you know Andy Reid and even Dean Pease and guys like that makes them successful because they just know how to be coaches. But everyone's been so romanticized by Sean McVay and going, oh, he can make this, you know, bring it around to a Super Bowl team in three years. They forget about the Chip Kellys in the NFL who try to come in and bring their college system in and it crashes and burns. Like they forget about it. And that's what I like. I'm just waiting to see how it all pans out. Well, let me take it all in now. You know, Phil, so, I mean, and Jack, you mentioned it. I think, you know, the defense, you've got guys who are going to fly to the ball and make tackles. Um, and, and really on the defensive side of the ball, you don't really need the size as much anymore. Um, you know, you, you you see the guys on the ends now, and the defensive ends are not 300, you know, 350 pounds. They're just not. What you're getting now on the defensive side of the ball are athletes that are going to get after somebody. They're Chase Youngs and guys like that. Right, right, exactly. You're going to get these guys who are going to fly to the ball and go get them. And that's – and that's – I think that's and, – and I think, you know, with Phil, you know, it, it, it he understands that. And that's where he's going. Yeah, you talk about Joe Brady. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, you talk about, you know, we know what the Kansas City Chiefs are. We know what they are. Right. We know, we know what the Titans are, although I don't know this year a little bit with the Julio and stuff like that. With <laughs> Still giving the ball to Derek 20 to 25 times. But, you know, with this offense, now you've got, you, you know, I don't think you have the mobile quarterback. You know, it's just weird. You know, and I Joe's got to figure it out because, you know, now you've got the weapons on the outside. 
Uh-huh. You've got a tight end, a couple of tight ends that could probably get the job done. And you've got one of the most, you know, one of the best players in the NFL in the backfield. You know, do you give him the ball 20 or 30 times? I, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but the gist is, um, I, if I'm Joe Brady, I'm excited because look now, I mean, if you got your quarterback, now we're going to go, you know, we're going to go play. Um, and, and, I, and I, I don't know what, what the, what I think you're going to get is, I think you're going to get a, a, a Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger type of offense. If that makes any sense. But I don't think, he, honestly, I don't think he's going to be running around. I think they're going to try to get him to be a pocket passer. They're going to get yeah. the run game. They're going to get the run game established. Um, if that offensive line can live up to it, get your run game established. He's going to get in the pocket, and he's going to get to the, you know he's going to get to all the, the receivers he's got. I mean, I what else can he do? And so, and see, I mean, honestly, though, like in my mind, the best case scenario, what 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 I would love to see, and I hate, I know probably anyone who still listens to us is probably damn tired of us making comparison to the Titans, but it it, may, it, it holds true. What I'd like to see is like a, a, an Arthur Smith ran offense and a Ryan Tannehill type quarterback style for Darnold, where he can still get out of the pocket if he needs to, or throw on the run like he needs to. And you're elevating the talent of, you know, you're letting McCaffrey do what he needs to do. And you're allowing these guys like Terrace. I mean, you can make Terrace and this is probably being way too optimistic. You could have Terrace have an AJ Brown esque rookie season. If you really play your cards, right. Like yep. not maybe not not maybe to that level of impact that quickly, but you know he could fit that he could fit that bill. He could fit that role for this team where you've got other guys flying around, you know, and you've got your DJ and Robbie making these other and everything else. Where you could have him body these guys to get these. I mean, we saw it on that six. I mean, he was obviously open, but you know, you still saw it some places. But that's what I'd like to see. Now we talk about Arthur Smith. You know, it didn't really translate that well over we saw with the Falcons, but that's okay with us. I'm glad to know the Falcons are still. You know, nothing to be concerned about. Um, but that's what, like, I mean, I think you made the comparison, but that's what I would like Brady to try to put together where you're highlighting your obvious best talent, but allowing these guys on the wideout spot. It, 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 it's like the play action pass. It's the whole, you know, it's the whole point of play action. You get the run going, then you can kill them in play action. And that's what the Titans made that their bread and butter the last two years. I mean, you can't, like, A.J. Brown will kill you on those deep cross routes, and that's what we need because Robbie on a deep post or a deep cross – you're not, you're not catching him if he gets past that second level. The one thing I I, I I think I'm starting to figure out about this offensive coaching staff is that the reason why they picked up Teddy and I and I and, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm thinking this is this is what maybe what they're thinking is that we don't want a quarterback that's uh let's see like you got rid of Cam Cam's a guy that's that's a, that's a playmaking type of quarterback not necessarily they want a lump of clay yeah you want a lump of clay that you can mold into the guy see Teddy's easy to coach. Teddy's a guy who's got to check it down. He's got to make the right play. Sam, he's a guy that's shown the ability to be a playmaker type in college, but he needs to reel it in. So we get him to reel it in. He's got more physical capabilities than Teddy, and you hope that you get the quarterback, the quarterback of the future. But again, I, I mean, it seems like taking a step. I, I don't understand the the not wanting a quarterback that can create, you know what I'm saying? Because right now I don't know. Sam needs, he needs to take a step back because he's played so poorly in, 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 in his last destination that he needs to just take, take a year just to be coached and coached up to a to a certain level. And maybe he can take over as time moves on. But right now that's what I think maybe holding this team back. The fact that you, you, you want your quarterback to just simply be the coach's pet and just do exact, just do it by the book and nothing more. And that may be what maybe maybe what's holding this team back. 
Well, and, and I think you, I saying, I think you see it like Jeff, you know, talked about fields and not being as, you know, feeling bad, but what you're seeing now, like what we thought of, you know, is, Hey, you know, we've can, we've got some time to rebuild, you know, this next, all these, you know, these, these, these legends are going out of the league. You know, you're going to have this power vacuum. I don't think that's as much the case because you've seen these big, these old historic teams, the Packers, the bears, the 49ers now with, we saw in preseason. I mean, Trey Lance is making things work. Jordan Love was making things work. Justin Fields was making things worse. So it could just be the passing of the torch once these guys get out and once they, you know, get into starting positions to where you might not like what you said, Shanti's. Why would you not want like you could have that worked ten years ago? But we are seeing it now. Even with Herbert, Herbert's not that much of a mobile guy, but he's still a dynamic guy when he needs to be. It happened with the Titans. It works for some like Brady. And Rodgers and Breeze could make it work because they're some of the greatest to ever play, and they, that's just how good they are. But, I mean, you see in Josh Allen, he's a pocket passer that can still run if he needs to. Baker may – like, there's a new wave about it that you cannot just have a one-dimensional quarterback anymore. I don't think you see that in any quarterback that in, in, in a playoff-bound team. You tried with guys like Derek Carr. He tries to stay in the pocket. I think it's restricting him. You can see that in the Raiders' offense is that Derek Carr is not all that he could be or that that offense needs him to be. Same with, I think, Jared Goff or maybe Matt Stafford. You know, it's not all yeah, that they need him to be. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, even like a Matt Jones, for example, like the, for the Patriots. That's not going to – I watch him. That's a very good backup quarterback. That's a very good backup Perfectly fine. Derek Anderson's, you know, pride and joy. Right. Because well, he, he ain't going to win you many oh, – go, go ahead, Jeff. No, I know you guys are making good points. I think the interesting part with the Panthers, um, and let's forget about, you know, maybe uh, Kyle Allen or something like that. When was the last time they truly had a stand in the pocket? And that's, and that's huh? the thing. Like, we, Jake, you, well, and Jake, and Jake, Jake, I mean, Jake even had a little bit of, you know, uh, like, he, Jake he, he, had gunsling, he had gunslinger on him, though. He'll, uh, he'll I, make the play. You, like, you know? Here's what bothers me I don't think, and we can mark it down right now, whatever daytime. I don't think Sam Darnold is a playmaker. I don't think it. He is the quarterback that is going to take a team on his back, get him to the playoffs, and get him deep in the playoffs. I just don't. I mean, I he got to prove it. it. I mean, and, he, not, he, I mean and, and it's fair. That's a fair assessment because he hasn't done it to this point. He hasn't gotten a team close to the play, even to the playoff bubble. We don't even know if he's even going to have to get you into like an a, a eight-game type of type of win season. Like we, he has to, he has to prove it on the field. It's like this. It's like this Jimmy Garoppolo syndrome, where you know you had a guy who was successful at one point. So you go, okay, he could be successful that same way in a different system. Garoppolo and Shantice and I still talk about it this day. That Super Bowl, if Garoppolo is not the quarterback, it came down to those last two drives. The 49ers had a chance to put it away. Then they couldn't do it. Garoppolo couldn't make that third down conversion. He could not get the. He could not extend the ball downfield, giving the Chiefs the chance to then win the game. And, and and that's what I see. Like Garoppolo is another one of those guys where he was, I I can't, I have no recollection of him ever being a mobile quarterback in any, in any sense of the word. No, the he, was, he, he was supposed to be a, a Brady, like a Brady mold type of quarterback. He was supposed to be the second coming of, you know, of Brady. And I, I just don't think that's how the NFL works anymore. Same, Mitch Trubisky, another name where he can't turn on the jets if he needs to. He's, locked in the pocket and and that doesn't work anymore it just it just doesn't work anymore even freaking ryan fitzpatrick his psychotic ass will go out there 10 five you know five ten yards with his head straight down beard facing the ground and he'll do that like you have to and i don't know why and jeff mentioned it 
we were on the forefront of the teams to take a chance on a mobile quarterback and a and quite frankly, you know, a new era of black quarterback. And so I don't understand why we took this backtrack to think we that like we literally ushered this in. We were the we're the reason why your quarterback runs a read option right exactly. now. Exactly. Like we're like, the reason. We built an entire offense with your quarterback being your leading rusher and won successfully. We brought like, the Wildcat back into like the NFL. Like I don't understand. Like, you like look at, I mean, like look at Lamar. Like, like 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 the fact that you have a guy like Lamar that can win MVPs now, and a guy like you know Russell Wilson early on in his career ran the read option to to, to, to you know to the fullest. Marshawn was doing it. Exactly. exactly. And I, you look at one thing about mobile quarterbacks and like a guy like Justin Fields. The reason why I think he had a great control of that game is that when you're able to run, you're able to create. It bells you out. Same thing about guys, guys having tight ends. Tight ends usually a quarterback's best friend early on because, you know, easy routes, not nothing too complex for the quarterback to be able to get to. Having that ability to create on your own and make plays and extend plays is the reason why guys like Cam last so long. And, 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 and yeah, the numbers don't look great just off just pure passing stats, but they get the job done. And that's well, what you want to do at the end just, of the day. Let me just bring it up real quick, too. And you, you mentioned it. To me, and it's just who how I feel, Cam was, you know, you're right. Cam kind of ushered that in. Russell Wilson is as good as it gets. Yeah. Russell Wilson, when he, when he, when he, when something breaks down, look at how many passes he's completed when things have broken down and he's found somebody. And it's just, it's your creativity. You know, because everyone said, you know, everyone said it wasn't going to last. You know, the read options, the options, the quarterback runs, the design runs. And, to a point, they were right. I mean, you yeah. look at it, and 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 that, and it, people figured out how to stop that. People figured out all you had to do, you know, is you you put your zone reads, you know, your quarterback, you know, sleepers, and you can shut that down. But what's and then you saw it with Cam early in his career. You see it with you saw it with Lamar the first three years was mm-hmm. people figured out how to stop, and he could not advance into the playoffs. And what separates this new, but what we've now produced out of that is what we're talking about: this hybrid quarterback. Not hybrid in terms of being mobile as a runner and mobile and you know as a passer, but just being able to make plays and think quite literally on their feet. And you see it with Russell Wilson, you see it now with Mahomes as well. Lamar's trying to get into it, and you see some other guys trying to get into it as well. And that's what, and, and Cam has to now fully accept that, or they have to let him yeah. be that person and not be afraid that he's going to get hurt. But that's what you see it in Tannehill, and you see it in Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah. never in my yeah. life would you think you'd see guys like Tannehill or Josh Allen running like that and making those kind of plays. And even, I mean, even Daniel Jones can take off a little bit. But that's what the new type of quarterback has been created. And unfortunately, Darnold does not fit that mold at least right now. What he gets me as it's it's you got two things: you got a playmaker or a game manager. Yeah. And and I'm gonna just I'll go with it, and my wife will probably tell me shut up. So we, but that's what Tannehill has become. He went from being a game manager to a player. Yeah, he did. He did, he trans- did. He transition out of that because, and that's what we hoped Teddy would be, and it didn't. When he gets the chance to do something, he does no, it. He, he gets the chance wrong. to go, he's gonna go wrong. But he puts his head down. I don't remember if y'all remember there was a two point conversion against Kansas City. That yeah, I remember that. Game. And he put his head down, and I'm like, he got whacked in the head, and he came up. Hey. You know, you know. I'm like, you saw Taylor Heineke do it in the playoffs. I mean, you saw him do that. That's what we don't know about Sam Darnold. That is what he's got to answer this year is can you go take that step that other quarterbacks have taken and become that playmaker? And because that's the only way you're going to get to the anywhere deep in the playoffs is you got to have a playmaker running the ship. I honestly. I said, well, and honestly, you put him in the in the film room, you get you get his head on straight. 
It's not going to be amazing, but PJ can be that. PJ can do that, I think. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, to Ryan Tannehill, like you, when you have a guy pass for 30 plus touchdowns, see, that's he's he moved out of that game manager's that game manager title as soon yeah. as he did that. As soon as this, this past year happened, oh, yeah, he's a guy that, oh, he's comfortable. He's starting to transition into that next step. And with Sam, is you know, the first few games, the first month of the season is very favorable as far as schedule, as far as a schedule for us. It's a, I hope they take the time. I hope he can progress. I, early on, I'm expecting him to be a game manager. I mean, early on in the season, I'm expecting him to be a game manager. As the season progresses, hope you can get a few, you know, a good team wins early on. Hopefully, he can start to take over as as the season moves on moves along. And that's and that's all that's all I really can be hoping for. I'm not expecting much from him as far as just being able to just light things up early on. I'm just expecting. Hopefully, they coach him up well, the system works, and you can get good win, good team wins as a collective and hopefully he'll take over you know somewhere because it doesn't mean we change our offensive mindset because like again i know probably hate to say it so titans did whatever ryan Tannehill does does not take away from derrick henry but you cannot just have derrick henry and have Tannehill handing the ball off to him if we wanted that we'd put you'd have anybody else back there it wouldn't matter you cannot have that you need to have someone who when they when the defense is locked in onto what you're doing in the run someone who can push you to that next level and 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 donald unfortunately like it's, and it's unfortunately it's going to be fueled by you know try by fire, and that's the worst thing for him. But it's the only way that it's going. He's going to get any better. He has he can't spend any more like the practices ain't going to help. Scrimmages ain't going to help. Film ain't going to help. It's about see it in the game. It's that, it's that instinct. It's that being in the game. It's that you know being that killer mentality that you know we need from him. And you just need a quarterback that Teddy didn't have because we were hoping Teddy was going to make that transition. We knew he was a game. That's all we heard when we got him. Game manager, game manager, game. And Teddy tried to his to his credit. He tried. He tried. He did. It's not, it, it's it, just, it's not in him. It wasn't written in the stars for him. And it just what and you know, and so that's what made like it's not going to be the regret that we didn't take fields because I think you know JC in the deep like we could have a, a dominant defense in the next yep. two three years like you know locking it down like crazy. But I mean, and I know that's going to create a rift in Panthers fans where you know Fields was there, you should have gotten him. But like, but but you, but 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 you just said it right there, and, and it just is. You could have one of the most dominant defenses in the NFL. Let, let's just be real; it could be, they could be really they could. hype. Then it gets back. Do you need a playmaker, or do you just need? Hey, don't lose ball games for me. And if he goes out, and no, no because no, no, I'm gonna stop you right there because we said don't lose ball games for us, and then we saw what happened the last half of the year. Well, but he goes out. Let's say he goes out and throws for 2,500 yards, throws 20 touchdowns and you know five interceptions, and you go 11 and six. I, you, I, what? I mean, it's 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 a it's it's a two edged listen. You know, there are teams that live and die. Listen, we can talk about the Seahawks. You know, they were who they were because of the Legion of Boom, and they had an mm-hmm. offense that just got the job done. Yeah. Yeah. With, and there have been some Titans teams that when they were making some of their runs, they had a defense where it was like, you know what, we're just going to take care of the football. And, you know, and so it, you've always got that mentality. Of def- it used to be defense wins championships. I don't think that's the case anymore. It, but, it doesn't. But I mean, I don't know because you look at this last Super Bowl and you had both offenses that were still pretty vital well, and vital. No, that, that's that's two that's two starting tackles that were out. That wasn't a, that's that, true. That wasn't, Fair enough. That, that was, that's, that's, but, that's but it's still it's still, it's still it's magic, Mahomes. It's still your point. 
you gotta have you gotta have off, off the line of protect. There's certain things, certain rules of football just don't change no matter what area no. you're playing. Like no matter who you being are. good, yeah, the offensive line being good has to be true in order for you to have success. But you know, do you want a guy that's gonna go out? Like I said, if he goes out and he's a game manager and they go eleven and six and go to the playoffs and win the division, yeah. are we sitting here bad mouthing Sam Darnold at the, at yeah. the end of the year? Yeah, I, I think I, I think the plan the plan has to be help him try to do the you know it's that it's definitely the Ryan Tannehill mode all over because I mean help him transition because right. Ryan Tannehill to that point he had capabilities of being this guy we he we knew he had the athletic ability to be this type to be this type of guy but we didn't think he had it up here to put to put it to put it, put it, to put it out there but when you get with good coaching staffs they 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 can help bring the best out out of players now the biggest question here is that are we assuming we have a top level coaching staff see that that is the biggest question everybody ain't ain't nobody been ever willing to ask like do you really do we have the, the coaching staff that can get that done we have a young coaching staff with a young quarterback can they get it done are they well versed enough to be able to get the job done and get him to that next level when they when they have you've seen still? you've seen young quarterbacks with young coaching staffs and we're bringing up again the rams the 49ers, you get to a wall and then you hit the wall and you can't push past the wall. Yeah. And being a game changer is all well and good. And so if he's at 11 and six, if he's a game changer and we get to that point, cool, awesome. You did a good job. Next season, you can't be like, if next two seasons, three seasons, you can't be a game manager anymore because that's not going to get you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, the same thing with Jared Goff. Clearly, there is in this, still in this new way of the NFL, there is a limit that game managers hit. Yeah. Because unless you are one of the best ten quarterbacks to ever play the game, still playing the game right now, even me, I mean, uh, Philip Rivers, even Philip Rivers, as good of a game manager and as good of a playmaker as he can be, like you still don't push it forward because, like, that's that's just not going to get it done anymore unless you have a complete team around you, like like you know, like with the Giants. Think about Eli Manning and the Giants. I wouldn't necessarily call him a play a game manager, but I don't know if I'm calling him a playmaker either. He probably sits. Yeah. In that Somewhere in the or, or like okay. Joe Flacco and the Ravens. That's what. That's another one. All right. I mean, look at this around them. But here's the gist, and I'm you just try to stay with me for two seconds here. Cam Newton was a playmaker. Yep. Yes. Michael Vick playmaker. Yep. Yes. Uh, you know, you can go. I can keep going down the horn. Okay, and just stay with me here because I'm going to lose it, and I know you're going. It's going to blow you. Say something like Steve McNair. Is 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 Tom Brady a playmaker? Yes. Yes, because in a different style. In a di but, right. but you know what I'm getting at? It's hard to kind of peel him away and go, listen, is he the greatest ever played the game? In my opinion, absolutely without question. Is he but flashy? Is he that? You know what I'm getting at? The, when I think playmaker yeah, too. It works in its own right. It works in its own right. And like, so I keep saying, unless you're Aaron Rodgers at one point, I guess, you know, in his time, Ben Roethlisberger. Drew Brees is a playmaker. I mean, huh? Uh, Drew. Drew Brees was, you know, what I'm getting at that there's just that realm of Wait, that's where because that's where playmaker turns into a different term. Like playmaker is a loose term yeah. because, no, no, and we don't mean no, it to no. say mobile, but a, a, a sacrificial quarterback. I mean, when you have a guy like Tannehill who's spinning 360 degrees around to get that first down, I mean, that's where it turns into putting your body on the line. It's either putting your mind on the line or putting your body on the line. And at, yeah. at one point, it can turn into both. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady can do that. But that's because they're the best they to play the game. What? Right. They don't have to. So, anymore. like, you know, yeah. And so, like, that's where the game changer hits. Like, you you can't just be a game manager. You have to go from game manager to game changer. That's what yeah. that's what it boils down to. Yeah, and if you can't do that, 
then you're not gonna. You, then you have to just look ev- outward everywhere else on the team. Okay, can we put the best wide receivers around him? Can we put the best offensive line around him? You know, like with with like Dak Prescott. You know, he's still kind of sitting there. I mean, he's obviously a playmaker. Yeah, game managing might to, might be to a fault. So they give him give him the best line. Give him, you know, one of the best running backs coming out of the league right out of the draft right now. And you saw that. I mean, they made it to as I think was it the championship or did they just? I can't remember. I think the divisional round. They made it to the division either way. Round. But even then, you still can't get as far because your defense is complete. If you like, the entire team has to be complete. And my biggest example would be probably the Ravens. There, I mean, I wouldn't say their entire team was complete, but they had they had weapons on offense, a demanding defense, or even look at you know, I mean. Even look at the Panthers and Jake DeLome. I mean, he wasn't not a game changer. He wasn't not, you know, he was probably, again, in that upper echelon of game manager to game changer. Yeah. Not quite there yet, but the rest of the team around him did their jobs incredibly well and fit their roles where they needed to, and that's what pushes you. But if you're taking on a quarterback who is already a game changer in that right, you know. And, but and, and, you know, one thing I will say about Sam is that physically – he does have the capabilities of being a guy that can sling it around. He does remind me. He, he does. He does have a gunslinger s type of style when he, when 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 he's playing well. Now, again, it's all about be, being able whether he, whether he, whether he can control that and cut down on the turnovers and just play smart and just play smart football. I think it's, it's going to be a. Le- I think everybody's got to understand that it's, it's going to be a learning process. It's not going to look pretty. I think early on, and the main thing about it is that you know if if. Just worry about the wins and losses right now. It's I'm just not expecting this thing to look pretty. I'm just thinking I'm no. thinking around 35, 35 to thirty eight hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, probably about twelve to fourteen interceptions. And 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 that's the thing that the fans need to understand is you he's he's unfortunately going to be on the hot seat every week. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. oh. especially especially if that first four games goes goes south, he's going to be. They're going to be people rioting outside of Bank of America Stadium. Um, that first three, you you got to win two. But I think his three. I think his mentality though has to be like you said, it, they could go south quick. But I think he's got to come in here with two things: a, I got nothing to lose. Yeah. I got nothing to lose. I I've had a new you know a new team whatever. And, and number two, and this could be big. He is not playing in New York. This is true. He is not playing where the media is going to be on him. You know, the media is going to be in his face. It's not – New York fans are a little different than Carolina fans. I mean, I've yeah. been to – you know, I mean, I've, you know, I've been to – do you know what I'm getting at to a point? So yeah. Part, he needs to pull away and go, listen, I don't have to put up with all that crap. And, you know, if he would have started his career in Carolina or whatever, you know, like he was talked about because he was in New York and he was a high draft pick. Even if it was Carolina high draft pick, he wouldn't have been talked about as much on the nation. Does that make sense? No. Exactly. Well, you see, I mean, that's why you see um freaking – can't remember his name, but the Jets' current quarterback, he's getting talked oh, up like crazy because he's on the thing. I knew it was Zach something. I didn't – yeah, Zach Wilson. I yeah. Whatever. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's why he's getting talked about already. Even though he looks right. like a camp counselor, he's still, like, you know, getting talked about. Like, you know, he's going to be New that York. thing. It's New York. Daniel so, Jones. I didn't I – didn't, okay, he played at Duke. But, I, I mean, look. I had no oh, idea who the kid laughing. was. Huh? I, 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 had no idea, I had no idea who the kid was when he came out. You know, I was, look how much, you know, look at look at these guys who had, the, you know, look at just the media in terms of, like, the games that people get, you know, the the, the national games, the primetime games. You know, we can't even Giants, get our local channel to put the preseason game up. Well, I think, uh, dude, don't even get me started about here. Like, in, in Charlotte, 
the the one the ABC affiliate lost all their signal yesterday. Good. Of course, it's ABC. Well, and I don't get it. It's like, why is it ABC and like, why aren't they on Fox or CBS here in Charlotte? But ABC does all three preseason games. So anyway, Gross. that was, yeah, they were getting ripped. But but what I'm getting at is, this is the best spot for him to shine. Yeah, absolutely. This is the best spot he's going to be in to go and be, you know, and and he's got to have that mentality of. If that game one, they're down two, they're down whatever, and it's two minutes to go. He needs to step in the huddle like uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes or whoever, and Tom Brady, you know, I'll put Ryan in there also and go, let's go win a football game. Yep. Absolutely. Let's go win this football game. And while CMC is the leader, I get it. He's got to win the offense over quick and yeah. be that game manager to go, hey, now let's, let's go win a football game. And that's all it's going to take. And unfortunately, we're just going to have to keep waiting and keep seeing to see how it goes. The training wheels are off now. The preseason wheel, you know, we're in the preseason, we're in the thick of it. And so you got to, it's, we got to see what we're going to get. And hopefully, we'll get to see him soon enough. I'm hoping we're going to get to see him that second week. Um, but we're just going to have to keep waiting to see what happens there. And until then, keep pounding.